Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the ME7 podcast as we prefer, prepare for Stephen Clements's first home league game as Jules manager as Salford travel to ME7 to take on a Jules side very much in need of a result after a disappointing 2-0 defeat on the road to Wrexham last time out. Just before that, obviously, the FA Cup win at Hereford, which has landed us now with a home draw, as we found out yesterday, against Charlton Athletic. And in between that, a 1-0 defeat in the Papa John's Trophy to Fulham's under-21s. But it is a big weekend for the team. Obviously, coming off that defeat, it's important that we get back to home soil and we make sure we get a positive result in Stephen Clements' first home league game. I know I've put in the title his, first, his home debut. I know he played... We did play. He might have helped if we played, never know, against the uh, Fulham kids. But obviously, this is his league debut. Very much uh, a different kettle of fish, so to speak. Um, yeah, going to be a very interesting uh, afternoon for sure to see see if this Jules team can, can put, a, put up a performance to make everyone go home happy against a Salford team who haven't had the best of seasons so far. Currently sitting in 15th position. Uh, Matt Smith, obviously, the big threat. will come on to that a bit later on. But yeah, Lewis will bring you in uh, straight away and get the ball rolling. Um it's been a it's been difficult to really look into what Stephen Clemens has done so far this, this season. There's only a few games. I know people, you know, when, when things happen, they like to point out could have done this better, could have done that better, you know, etc. But it is key, keen to remember that it is only three games. This is the first home league game as well, so it is it's very much early doors, and and we're just getting used to the new environment, acclimatising and things like that. And I'm sure no one will be more excited to, to do that in front of a home pre-sealed crowd in a league fixture than Stephen Clements is at this weekend. Hello. Sorry, I was just doing a tweet out to, to say that we're live. Um, yeah, hello, everybody. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting one coming up, really. I think we've got so many questions at the minute around, um, not necessarily the club, but the team. Um I think a lot of us are scratching our heads in terms of how to solve this goal scoring issue. It's so prominent. And, you know, I came on the show on, on Saturday on the way back from Wrexham. Um, and I was very frustrated at the performance because we didn't really create anything at all. And I think it just showed the magnitude of how far Clements has, has got to go, really, in terms of trying to take this side into being a promotion threat because the lack of goals is a really serious issue. And, you know, there's many different things that are happening. We know that the style of play is basically going to be transformed completely halfway through the season. Um, I think there's definitely a few signs of, of what uh, Stephen Clements is trying to do. But it's going to take it's going to take a while. You know, he said today it's not going to happen overnight and everyone knows that. But, you know, it's also frustrating at the same time. I don't know whether it's a confidence thing, a leadership thing, a personnel thing a system thing, you know, he changed it a bit on Saturday in terms of putting Conor Mahoney in midfield and, and going to a 4-3-3 rather than a, a 4-2-3-1, if you like, and Johnny Williams played out wide with a bit of licence. But, yeah, there's a long way to go. And uh, Salford will be a good test because, you know, they're not in the best position in the league, but they're still a good side. They've got some good threats. Obviously, being at home will help. Uh, I'm sure the crowd will be up for it. Hopefully, the players can match that and... Uh, we see a bit more of, of what Clements is trying to do and have a bit more success than when we had at the weekend because that, that was a real, real disappointment for me. I suppose what most people look for, Lewis, with a new manager is, I know it can take time and people you know, want, want things to happen yesterday in terms of like new things that you want to see in a team. But I think everyone wants to see the, the identity of what, what Stephen Clements' side's going to look like. And obviously it's 
as at the start. It's not the easiest thing to come about straight away because obviously we have the players we have now that were signed for Neil Harris. Um, so the Neil Harris's players, they were brought in to play Neil Harris's style of football. So they've got to change the way they play. And, you know, arguably for the third time this season, given the little interim period of Keith Miller, even though I didn't think we played massively differently to what we did under Neil. I did think it was there was some tweaks here and there that they would have had to learn now what we want with Stephen Clements or what's expected is sort of a completely different style. So it is going to be interesting to see how, how long it would take for for Stephen to get that sort of his own identity and stamp on this team. And then obviously the conversations about the January window start to come up where you can have more of a lasting effect on making that making that into uh, come to fruition with his own players that he's going to bring in. But in terms of the squad we've got at the minute, and as you mentioned earlier, the big, um, the big problems with goal scoring... Uh, do you think we have the time at the minute to, you know, try and implement a new style or is it a case of we can take our time, but we do need to make sure we get results at the same time? Because I'd I like to see, I'd like to think that we are trying different things. And obviously with, you know, when you bring a new manager and you want things done immediately, it's not always that way, as I said, but given the goal scoring or lack of goal scoring, how, how important is it that he does get that stamp and that philosophy into the team as soon as possible? Yeah, I don't want to sit on the fence, but it's almost similar to to Harris's um, first few months in charge, where he was almost abandoning abandoning his philosophies and his sort of normal approaches to games because he wanted to try and keep us in the league. And Clements has been brought in to play a certain way. I think you know it wasn't a results sacking or a league position sacking when Neil Harris left the club. It was made quite clear that. He was let go because we wanted to have a different approach to games in terms of, you know, I think we've all worked out having a bit more control, having a bit more of the ball, more front footed, that sort of thing. And, you know, Clements wants to do that. I've got no doubts. You know, he wouldn't have been appointed if he didn't. And I think from what we've seen so far, we can tell he likes to keep the ball a bit more and and try and be a bit more front footed and in control of games. You know, even at Wrexham, I think we could see that even though we didn't create much. But at the same time, you know, we don't want to fall too far away from the pack because we're trying to learn that. And, you know, there probably are solutions where he could abandon his own philosophies. But I don't think that's too ideal in terms of the reason he was brought in, someone who's in their first job and someone who's got to navigate a busy Christmas period. Um, trying to sort of, I suppose, keep us in touch going into January because I've got no doubts we will strengthen in January. Um, I think two main positions is out wide. And up front, I think we'll probably strengthen. Um, maybe maybe a centre back as well to sort of compete because I think I think there's a big drop off now, especially with the way Clements wants to play to, to Max Aimer. Um from the other two. Even though I don't think I don't think they've necessarily had the best run of form, Ogie and Masterson. But yeah, he's basically got to keep us in contention until January, while also trying to implement his own style of play, which is difficult because. One, we're trying to transform it completely. Two, there's debate whether it'll work. Three, there's debate whether we have the players capable to do that. And yeah, I just, I, I suppose we'll see how he wants to approach it. He's named two unchanged sides so far in sort of the important games, if you forget the Fulham game. And yeah, it was completely different in terms of where people were playing on the pitch on Saturday. But you do wonder if he's, if he's going to try and mix it up a little bit now. And I do wonder what that entails as well. Um, you know, maybe he he'll put two up front. I think I've I've spoke a little bit to to people in the week about trying to get Tom Nichols back in the team potentially, but I don't think he'll play up front on his own. Um, and and how we can 
just you know link link the defense link the midfield to the attack a bit better and just create more chances and try and score more goals it's obviously not going to be a quick fix and you know they're trying to learn a new system as i say while picking up points or while trying to learn how to score goals again and you know i don't know if if, if clements is willing or being asked to or wanted to sort of abandon what he's trying to do already try and get a few more goals until we can get a few more players that play his style rather than Neil Harris's style, which, again, is almost completely different. Yeah, because you can't, you know, I don't think anyone can shy away from the fact, and we can't, facts don't lie, do they? The fact is we are the um, the lowest scorers in, in the Football League. You know, I was going to talk about Matt Smith earlier or later on, and I will do, but just for a point now, there's something, there's certain things that speak volumes, isn't there? And one of them is that Matt Smith has one less goal than our whole entire team this season. And that's just, you know, we all, we all think of different ways of trying to fix it, whether we go two up top, whether we put in different personnel, we do this, that or the other. But for the last, you know, probably, probably the last, I want to say since the start of last season, but then we did start picking up more more victories and more goals in the second half of last season. But this season, obviously, it's been quite drought, uh, quite a big drought yet again. And, I don't know if it's something like a mentality thing, perhaps some players that were here last year, although there's not too many of them, but maybe when you get in a position where you know you're not scoring a lot of goals, you you get into your own head a little bit and you think it's ever going to happen. But as, as a player, I don't think you can really afford to have that mentality, can you? You've got to have the belief that you can create chances, you can score goals. And for one reason or another, and, we, <clears throat> and you know, we don't know why, we've always said it you know, to each other in, in private chats or whatever, that whenever we go 1-0 down or especially if we go 2-0 down on that last game over and because you know we're not going to score two goals and you know it's not the mindset either of us want to have as fans and you just wonder if that carries over to the players on the pitch as well at times yeah it's not the mindset you want to have but it's the reality like Wrexham go 1-0 up early on and you know hope wasn't lost because I know Wrexham supposedly have a leaky defence not that we exploited that in any way but you know you've already got to score twice which is just not what we do really and I was thinking the other day, like ever since Harris has been in, goal scoring was a problem. I suppose you could say all, all of that season with Steve Evans as well. It's just been so long that we've not really scored too many goals. And you're right to say the second half of last year um, was a bit better in terms of scoring goals. You know, Grimsby at home always springs to mind where we we got pegged back at one all and then went on to win it. Um, you know, we know we know we scored more than one on a few occasions, but it probably is a mentality thing as well. Like the players will be well aware of our issues. They'll be well aware that they're the lowest scorers, and and yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, 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 we'll never know what it's like as non-professional footballers. Only professionals will know how they feel in the moment, whether they're about to have a shot or how they feel about making riskier runs or crowd pressure or whatever. But you know, there's so many things that could probably funnel into it. You know, we mentioned systems, personnel, you know, psychology. Um, it's probably a big thing as well. You know, I don't know what Clements is saying. It'd be interesting to to hear him say say what what his sort of solution is. Obviously, he'd have thought about it long and hard to get scoring more goals. Um, so yeah, it'd be nice to get a couple Saturday. And it's, it's interesting with Salford as well because they <clears throat> another team. I said they're quite similar to Wrexham, not so much in their attacking prowess, but in the fact that they do score quite a few goals. But they do concede a lot as well. They don't do it in the same. I suppose the same manner as, as Wrexham and what I mean by that isn't the sense of they can't you know go behind in games if you like and 
go and score two in injury time or something like that. But they do seem to have quite a similar goals for and against ratio in terms of not the exact same amount, obviously, because a lot of Wrexham games, you know, have been like five fours or five fives or whatever. But they do have a lot of draws that are quite high scoring and things like that. So they are a team that are going to be a threat um, going forward, but also might give us opportunities to to get in behind them to take chances if we can and that's the sort of opponent we're going to be looking to have in this sort of scenario I think isn't it because I think for the majority of the time this season I know it's faulted off a bit recently you know five at Portsmouth uh, four at Warsaw you know Calamity the first goal for example last week that defensively we've we've looked a bit more naive than we have you know in the past year or so but when that starts to happen and you still can't score goals that's when it really starts to become a worry but I do still feel confident mainly in our in our defence, especially at home. I don't think we've really, you know, the Colchester game is really the only one, but I think you have to put that aside and just say, you know, they got the one goal and then we become chasing it. And when you do that, you leave yourselves open. And that's just, that's just natural part of the cause at that point. But Lewis, when we look ahead to, to Self, Salford and the sort of team they are, you know, they're sitting in 15th. They have a lot of goal scorers, Matt Smith particularly. They've got a lot of, um, a lot of players who can threat, thankfully, um, I forget his name. The player we were we were linked with over the summer, which I don't think was Callum Hendry. That's the one, isn't uh, available this week. So that's another big goal threat um, taken out. But being at home, where well, we have generally been quite good, I know we've we've lost our last two at home. I think haven't we? But in the whole basis of things, we've been fairly decent at home against a team a team who are missing one of their best attacking players. Matt Smith may well still be a doubt. He came off at half time in the uh, game against Peterborough. Um, and yeah, another point on that, actually, thinking about it, they played 120 minutes on penalty shootout, didn't you? So, didn't they? So, a team who, who have shown they concede goals can be a threat, but when they're coming to Freefield, just played 120 minutes, may well be missing their best attacking outlet. I think it, it really, it, if you want a, a game which you want to take and hopefully try and score some goals and try and make a change in what's going on right now, then this is. I want to say an ideal fixture. I know you don't really have ideal fixtures in football. I'm sure we would have said the same thing when we played Newport, but it does still represent what on paper what is a good opportunity. But it's all about putting that onto the pitch and making sure we, we get the result rather than us talking hypotheticals about what might be a good a good team to play and what might be a good style against a certain team. We've, we've got to put it into action, haven't we? Yeah, I know what you mean in terms of saying it's a nice game. You know, you look at the league table and you've got sort of lower mid table team coming to Priestfield and you know it's not clicked for them this season in ways that I'm sure some people would have expected or hoped it would have done a few years ago I suppose but you know playoff um, playoff losers last year and then not having a great year this year but at home um, it is always an ideal game in theory I know the patience of some of our fans in, in terms of our style of play I do worry a little bit about it going forward but you know, home game against low and mid-table team basically on paper is, is what you want. And I think we're going to learn a lot Saturday as well about um, about where we're at. You know, we played a decent Wrexham team and it really didn't click. Um, and now we've got to play a game where we're sort of more in favour, I suppose, expected to have a little bit more of the ball and the impetus is on us as, in theory, the better side. And we'll learn a lot about you know, where we're at, you know, we could win 4-0, we could have a 2-0 loss, and I think we'll see the size of the task, really, so it's a bit unpredictable Saturday, but, um, yeah, at the same time, it's a game that I'm not expecting, because I know we're in a bad run of form, but, you know, on paper, I think we should 
should be winning the game. But obviously, it's a lot more complicated than that. Like you say, Salford missing a player or two as well. So, they're not exactly going to travel in their numbers. So, we're hopeful, but we know the situation we're in. And I think we'll, we'll learn a lot. But that, that in itself is sort of the problem, isn't it, though? As we talk about games like this, there's 2% good opportunities. But regardless, we, we do know they have an attacking threat, whether Matt Smith's available or not. They are still going to be able to come here and, and you'd think create chances. And the, the problem is, like we were saying earlier, if they get even one, or, you know, worst case scenario, they get two. Are we going to be in a position where we look at the players on the pitch and feel comfortable we're going to be able to get those one or two to get back in the game? And that, that, that again, is the issue, isn't it? That, you know, no matter who we're playing, if we go one behind or, or you know, as I said, even two, then it, it does become a bit of a banana skin and potentially a long afternoon. And that's, that's the thing we've got to change. Yeah, it feels as bad as, or even worse, than start of last season when we, we scored seven in 28, I think it was. And as soon as one went in, you know, it was a struggle. Um, we haven't been great defensively since Harris left. I think individually, Ogie and Masterson are two of the best centre-halves in the league, but they've not had their best sort of month or so. I think Masterson in particular looks a bit down in the dumps about, um, well, since Harris has left. I don't think his body language has been great. Um he sort of snapped a little bit on Saturday and the Wrexham fans had a laugh about that. Um, I think he came here, you know, he said it himself for Harris um, and Livermore and now they're gone. Um, and yeah, him and Moss and uh, him and Ogie, sorry, haven't particularly clicked yet. But, you know, they're both comfortable on the ball. Um, our centre-halves and, and, and full-backs, I suppose, are going to have a lot of the ball. Um, so I'm comfortable with that. As defenders, I think they're they're good as well. So, a little bit of confidence, but at the same time, there's probably is pressure on them to keep it out because they know how vulnerable we are at the other end. Um, it's good that we've got majority of our bench back. You know, we named a pretty, a pretty strong bench on Saturday, um, and Clements has got the tools to change it. You know, Lapsley's back. Um, Tom Nichols is fully fit now. I would imagine. I think he said today as well that Naderson and McKenzie are on the way back, who can provide. Attacking instinct, I suppose, and a bit of attacking threat as well. So there's there are a lot of tools there. Um, you know, maybe a few changes from the start as well. A couple of players dropping out, which I think is is probably warranted. And yeah, the tools are there. I suppose it's just about finding a way to make them all click. And when you're a goal down and you're sort of forced to do that, um, you know, that's when it, desperate times call call for desperate measures almost. When we're losing and we know we can't score goals and You've got to try and make it click with these options you've got available. But, you know, hopefully it doesn't come to that. But you never know at the same time because, like you said, Salford are a decent attacking side. I don't know if you feel the same as me, Lewis, but I think when we talk about the goal-scoring issues, um, I don't want to say last year we had a pass because I don't I don't think seven goals in however, however long it was is any excuse or you can call it a pass. But I do look at the team we had then. You know, Scott Cashgate, Mika Mandron, for example, just low on quality, low on creativity, etc. And then I don't give it a pass because it's a treacherous record, as we know. But when we're still not scoring a lot of goals with the team we have now, there's certainly no excuses there. Because you look at the teams, McCauley Bond, Connor Mahoney, um, Johnny Williams, you know, Tom Nichols, Creative Sparks all over the front line. There's just no real excuse for it, is there, this time around compared to, you know, last year. Again, not a fucking excuse for scoring seven goals, but you can look at it and think we had a terrible side, but this year it's not the case. I think that's probably the most frustrating thing. No, exactly. Like, I think you look back to 
on the team when we played Wimbledon first game last season. And at the time, I thought we had a few decent players. But looking back now, I think Scott Cashka played on the left, Jordan Green played on the right, and Mikael Mandron played up front. And you look back now, and those three players are almost memes in terms of the history of Gillingham. Um, I think Ollie Lee was in behind them, maybe. I might be wrong there, but there was a, a number 10 as well. Who obviously, obviously, if it was Ollie Lee, he wasn't he wasn't fully fit at all. It was um, uh, Ollie Lee and Ben Reeves. Right. Okay. Well, no, because I'm sure Jeffries and Williams played together. No, is that wrong? Williams. Uh, no, uh, O'Keefe played as well. Jeffries came off at half time, and then we didn't see him until like February or something. I can't remember. Or early January. Yeah. Um, well, nonetheless, even if you consider that that front three, um, you know, they're those players are almost jokes in the history of, of Gillingham. Um and yeah that 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 attacking attacking trio, attacking quartet if you want to include um Ollie Lee who wasn't fit as well through no fault of his own, then you know you can't you just have to laugh really. Um but that problem was a consistent problem throughout Neil Harris's reign. You know, whether it was the back end of the relegation campaign. You know, I've said this before, obviously you can't blame him for that, but we didn't score goals. Um, we didn't score goals first half of last season. Second half of last season was okay. This season it was similar again. So I think that was a constant Neil Harris problem. And you know, I tweeted after the Wrexham game. I don't know if it's the fact that there's still sort of Harris's style in the team, or whether the players just aren't good enough, or whether they, they haven't fully transitioned yet into the new style, which is obviously expected. But there's a serious problem. And you know, like you said, you look at the individual players now: Macaulay Bond. You know, pretty much scored goals wherever he's gone. Played at a high level. Tom Nichols played at a high level. Can't really get in the team. Um, Johnny Williams, you know, played at top top international level. You know, club level as well. Um, you know, admittedly, Jaden Clark Clark's a bit raw, but even if you you look at some of the other players, Connor Mahoney, Championship. Um, and yeah, op- options we've got now is just there's no excuse for not scoring goals really and. You know, I've no doubt that Robbie Stockdale and Stephen Clements are trying to work out the solution to that. But you know, it's just about making it making it happen because it's an absolute nightmare to be honest. It's obviously our biggest problem and something that needs solving quickly. I'm sure it'll try and happen personnel wise in January. But for now, we've got to do it with what we've got. Which you know, it's not it's not great. I think there are a few holes in the squad for sure in terms of a bit of leadership, a bit of pace, um, a bit. Of, bit of creativity at times. I know you've probably got Johnny Williams can do that, but I think we do le- do lack that at times. And those issues will be in- will be addressed. But yeah, for now, they've got to try and make do. Yeah, there's a lot of leadership issues at the minute. I think obviously Sean Williams is probably the one who's had the most... You know, I'm not saying this because I know this. I just say it because I think it. Um, I think you'd probably agree with this. I think he's probably the one who's taken the news about Harris, probably the worst. Um, you know, I'm not... I'm not I'm not saying this because I know anything, of course, I just said, but I'm just assuming that's he, he didn't take it particularly well and, you know, he's not found himself in the team very often since then. Um, Max Aim is another one of our very experienced ones. Obviously, Conor Mahoney. Conor Marston Shadow Gear is the preferred, uh, preferred two at the minute. But, um, yeah, let's get on to, before we go into our 11s, just some quick overview of uh, what was said in the press conferences today. So, Stephen Clemens is obviously in the hot seat. said, we're trying to get our ideas into the players. I've seen real enthusiasm on the training ground. We have to build slowly and make steps every week. We want to have more of the ball, but we want to win football matches. Um, I'm really looking forward to my first home league game here. 
on the pitch, we have to give the fans a team they can be proud of. It's a process and it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, you can worry about the opposition too much sometimes. Salford have got a strong squad. I've been to watch them a couple of times. They have quality and whoever they play, they will be tough opponents. He's been looking forward to the game all week. We want to succeed. I'm enjoying it. We have got to make pretty sure a difficult place uh, for people to come to. Um, he also said, Lewis, and this is um, sort of an important point as we look into team selection and things like that, that um, obviously we've seen from pictures this week that um, Nadison is uh, back on the grass alongside uh, Robin McKenzie. Um, Ollie Hawkins is still a bit away, as we know. Um, you know, it's... I don't like saying it, but it does seem like a bit of a formality now with Ollie Hawkins that we probably won't end up seeing him this season. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I don't think you can have so many times where you're back on the grass and then you have a sit back immediately after as many times the season as Ollie has and it not to be sort of just foreboding for you know the worst outcome, if you like. And that's really unfortunate if it is to be the way it happens, but I can't... I, I, I don't know about you, Lewis, but it does seem a little bit ominous with Ollie, doesn't it? That it's always going to be one step forward, two steps back until you, know, you can't really make any more steps forward. And it seems like that is, unfortunately, becoming the, the likelihood of the situation, isn't it? Yeah, it's a weird one because I was quite, um, I don't know if inspired is the word, but I was quite sort of shocked almost that I read, I think it was earlier in the week, that they were trying to sort of integrate him back to full training soon. And I think he said similar today that, like, for example, he's been back on the grass. And I was quite surprised because I'd almost written Ollie Hawkins off when when he got injured in that B-team game. Um, you know, he seemed pretty worked up about that. And just from just from hearing that, he, after he'd been out for so long anyway, just thought, oh, this is it. He's either going to call it a day or he's, he's not going to be fit soon or he's not going to be the same player. And it's really sad, really, because I think that would have helped Neil Harris a lot, having him available this season. Because um, I've said before, you know, Neil Harris relies on his target man quite a lot. I think he did a really good job last season. Him and Tom Nichols was a really enjoyable partnership to watch, I thought. And, um, yeah, I think he's a good player and a well-renowned player in these sort of leagues. Um, but, yeah, having so many setbacks and stuff, you know, if maybe there was one more, maybe that would be the final in the coffin. If he could suddenly rise from nowhere and become available soon, then, you know, a massive thumbs up. But I'm not optimistic. It sounds like he's got a pretty nasty injury that's never going to heal properly. We've never really had the full rundown of what it is or what the possible solutions are. It just seems like he's trying to remain a professional footballer. I don't know the ins and outs, but that's just what it seems like. Fingers crossed that's not true. But, um yeah, I'm not really hanging any hopes on having him available any anytime soon. The whole situation is just so strange because I, I was I was out there in in Como uh, when obviously when we played. Um, that's a long time ago now. I missed that. Um, but uh, yeah, I was there when he came off. He, he didn't. He ca- he came off with a sort of vigor that you'd expect, you know, in a preseason game when you pick, pick up a bit of a knock where you're like, he didn't come off with you know hands in his head, etc. Didn't look this. this particularly annoyed he just looked a bit like oh that's a that's a shame oh well I'll you know I'll be fine for the next game just walked off and we thought oh maybe just a little minor knock and then later in the evening when we were walking around the, the town we saw him with uh, all the Jules players we all had drinks together he seemed completely fine and we just thought oh well you know, we'll just see him you know when we see him whatever the next whatever the next pre-season game was after that and you know obviously that's when it became apparent that it was something 
that's going to keep him out for a couple of weeks. And we thought, all right, a couple of weeks, we'll see him when we see him. Another couple of weeks, and we're thinking, oh, what, what exactly is it? And then, obviously, it came to a point where we did find out what it was. Um, I can't for life me remember the name of the condition. But, you know, it is obviously proven to be one that's been incredibly frustrating, I'm sure, for no one no one more so than himself. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's a sad state of affairs, especially considering, you know, the lack of goals we scored. I think people have forgotten or taken for granted, even, even me myself at times, Lewis, I, I'll probably take for granted just how important he is to this to this dual side now integrally was to making sure that we did get over the line very safely at the end of last season. I think he might not be the most pretty player on the ball, things like that. But when you see our problems uh, going forward this season, I don't think anyone could deny he's, he's a very, very important player to, to what we do. And his his absence from the team this year has been one that's, I think it's probably been one of the main reasons why we've struggled so much in front of goal again. Because we mentioned earlier that, you know, the first half of last season, we couldn't score, we were, we couldn't create chances, and it improved the second half of the season when Ollie Hawkins was there. And again, this season, it's been quite a drab again when Ollie Hawkins hasn't been there. So I think that goes to show just how vital he is, in, to, in a sense, to, to making us tick going forward, isn't it? And it's, uh, again, just makes it a massive shame that what's, what's going on right now is what's going on. Yeah, that's what I mean, really, in terms of, you know, not having him available is such a massive blow because I think he did a really good job last year. And I was careful not to compare him too much to Mikel Mandron, who was an absolute disaster prior to Christmas. Um, but I thought he did a really good job of being a target man. And like you say, he's not the most pretty player. It was always funny watching him sort of try and close down a defender or a keeper because he almost couldn't run at times. But that wasn't his game. His game was literally just, you know, being physical, um, being good in the air and bringing others into play and holding up the ball, I suppose. And I think Macaulay Bond has done okay at that this season. I think he's won a lot in the air. His hold-up play is okay. Um, but he's not Ollie Hawkins is the bottom line, really. And I remember in pre-season, you know, when he when he came off injured and then, you know, he thought it was going to be out a couple of weeks. And then you're thinking, I remember thinking like, oh, he's missing a little bit of pre-season here. And then thinking like, oh, he's going to miss the whole of pre-season. That's a real problem. And, you know, we've never seen him since. And I've almost written him off, which is a massive shame. It, like, shame, like I say, it'd be great for him to come out of nowhere and get involved in the squad. But I don't know if that'll happen. I don't know if we'll sign a, another sort of target man type player in January or what. But, yeah, it's a massive, massive blow and really sad, really, because I thought he did really well last year and would have done well this year too. Yeah, we do hope we can get him back at, at some point, whenever that might be. We're not entirely sure. But, um, yeah, um, let's get on to the actual game. Well, Daryl Smith actually just uh, messaged us. Ollie has plantar fa- uh, apologies for everyone. Plantar facilitis. Fancitis. Lewis, do you, to, do you want to give that a go? Look at our reply, see if you can pronounce it. That's the best I can do. But he says, my wife has it, has struggled with it for a couple of months, healing, healing slowly. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. Apologies if not, but yeah, that is uh, obviously the issue that um, that Oli is struggling with, and we hope we hope that it gets uh, gets into a better stage sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, there was with that in mind as to who we mentioned with the possibility, I suppose, now of Nadison and McKenzie if they're back training with the first team that they could be involved at the weekend. Does does that alter who, you, who you'd go for in terms of a starting eleven? Because I'm, I'm guessing, obviously, what, after what you saw at Wrexham, you won't be too keen on uh, on keeping the same eleven. So, if that is the case, run us through the uh, the first team you'd like to see um, Stephen Clemens put out on a Saturday afternoon. 
Yeah, my crack was just plantar fasciitis, but there's two eyes in there. So, you know, I don't know, something like that. Um, yeah, having potentially McKenzie and Nadison back, you know, it's helpful in terms of, of the squad and a few more options. Um, I don't think we fully know what sort of system, formation-wise at least, Clement, Clements wants to play. Um, I wasn't at Hereford, but I, I assumed it was pretty similar to what we'd seen under Millen. Um, it was a sort of a, a four-four-two slash four-five-one off the ball, uh, which can be a four-three-three if you like against Fulham. And then Saturday was a four-three-three where he'd named an unchanged team from the Hereford and uh, Millen's last game, but it was completely different because you had Jalen Clark and Connor Mahoney on the same side, where you had the back four, and then Clark was playing out wide, and McCloney, Mahoney was playing central, and I assume that was for a bit of control, for a bit of um, ability on the ball, because I think Mahoney is probably one of our, you know, top two or three ball sort of players, ball carriers, if you like, um, in the team. But doing that as well, you're taking our only real natural winger and our best winger out of the wide positions where where we already struggle out there. Uh, and then Coleman sort of sat with Jeffries the other side and Johnny Williams out wide left with the license to come in and Bonner up front on his own, but. I really wouldn't want to see that. Um, I think one potential solution to helping us try and score a few more goals is is get Tom Nichols in the team. I've said on the show a few times that I think Nichols does a similar job to what Williams does in terms of dropping deep, but from a striker position rather than from a midfield position to try and connect those areas. But I think Jaden Clark had a really poor game on Saturday. Um, he does really bad not really badly to not close the cross down for the first goal and I just think in general his on the ball play was really really poor so I'd be inclined to bring him out of the team and since Johnny Williams you know we spoke before Owen about how he's not we're not we weren't getting much out of him out wide but if we're trying to play a bit more with the football and allowing him to come inside a bit more I thought he was by far our best player on Saturday then I'd be happy for him to start out left potentially push the fullbacks on a bit higher if, if we have that um, the opportunity to do so so my team would be uh, Turner in goal, same back four, so Alexander, Masterson, Ogie, Malone, uh, Coleman and Jeffries. Uh, and then I would I would play Mahoney on the right, I'd play Williams on the left, and then Nichols and Bon up front in terms of, you know, it's another player who's comfortable with the ball at his feet, Nichols. You've got Williams in there still as well on the left, and Mahoney, if you, if you want to almost make it a four-two-three-one in terms of Nichols playing a little bit deeper, I think those three behind Bonner are all comfortable with the ball, and that would hopefully allow us to link the midfield and attack a little bit better. Um, in terms of the players coming back, I'm not a massive fan of Robbie McKenzie. I think he's better in midfield than he is in defence. But you know, a good player to have around that could fill a number of positions. Um, potentially push for a, for a role in midfield, I suppose. And then yeah, Nadison off the bench as well. Um, you know, if it came to it, you could potentially see Nichols and Nadison together again. We haven't seen Bond and Nadison together yet, I don't think. So, another good player to have by far the quickest player in our team, I think. So, yeah, it's definitely a welcome back. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll just see what happens, really. It's, it's almost as a matter of throwing throwing a lot of stuff and just seeing what sticks and trying loads of different things. But that'll be the next move for me is get Tom Nichols back in the team for Jaden Clark. It's only one change, but it's also a system change and quite a big change, I think, as the sort of role Nichols would play. So, it'd be one change for me. It would be uh, Nichols in for Jaden Clark on Saturday.
yeah, lots of uh, positivity there in terms of players coming in who certainly need something to to go their way. Tom Nichols obviously hasn't had the best season so far, especially in terms of goal scoring, just the two, uh, both in cup competitions as well. Um, hopefully, we can see the best out of him with a partner because obviously we knew that was his when he was at his best when he was playing with um, Ollie Hawkins last year, Macaulay Bonner has that physicality, not the height of Hawkins, but I think you'd, you'd do well to have someone who is the same height as him. But <clears throat> it should hopefully give us a lot more going forward if we do persist with two up top. We've tried it before with Nichols and Addison and they've worked quite well together, having been together at Crawley. But I think they're a bit of a different dynamic to what Bonner and Nichols could do in, in terms of the physicality of Bonner. He will win a lot of his flick-ons. I know a lot of people, you know, I've, seen, I've seen some shocking shocking takes about Macaulay Bond you know people said I've seen someone say he's the worst striker in our history which I think is you know short memory loss if you ever want to define it any other way I don't know how you would but I think Bond Lewis has been someone who's no, he has frustrated of course he has because he's missed some good chances but in terms of his all-round play as a striker I think he's probably our best one so far this season in terms of winning his flick on being in the right areas and yeah he's missed chances but we know that that's going to happen but he needs to improve his finishing. We all know that. It goes without saying. But I think he's that bit away from being easily our best attacking attacking player. And I think he does receive a lot of criticism when, when he doesn't really deserve to, especially when he's been forced to play up front with his own for the vast majority of his time here, picking off scraps and things like that. It's not always the easiest job. And I think, yeah, we can't we can try and speak into existence, but you know, Bond I think has been needing a partner for a while. And Nichols, I think, works best with a partner. So if those two are to play together, it could be the sort of click that we need going forward. There could be the start of um, the start of something quite fortuitous in terms of a partnership. Yeah, and you know we noted that we've struggled to score goals for a while. So it's not as if Macaulay Bonds come in and just you know he's the reason we're not scoring goals. Um, yeah, he's missed great chances. I've said before it it came to a point where it was almost every week he was missing great chances, but. You know, Saturday he didn't he didn't miss any great chances. We just created next to nothing, so it's not all his fault. And we've rarely, rarely seen him in a partnership. That game when Madison got injured, um, I think it was the MK Dons game, and he came on. That was probably the best we've seen him because he completely changed that game. And he was playing with Nichols in that game. So yeah, I'd love to see them them have a partnership. I think some of the takes are absolutely mental about Bond. I completely agree with you. Um, he probably didn't help himself too much in the way that, you know, well, the first step wasn't his fault because he wasn't probably our first choice. You know, if we had signed Alfie May, Bond probably wouldn't be at the club. But I think Bond was a, a reasonable backup. Um, didn't help himself that the first thing he did was stick his car in the wall with half his teammates in it. But, you know, he came forward after that, scored a couple of goals. And I think he's done well in terms of, you know, his movement, his positioning to, to have these chances. His finishing has been poor, but... You know, you have to be there to miss him, I suppose. He's done the physical role well. He wins almost all of his flick-ons, really. Um, but, yeah, I agree that he's he's gagging for a partner. His, his link-up play hasn't really been great. No one's been able to get close to him. The gaps between him and the midfield was mental on Saturday. So, yeah, some of the takes, I think people are just lazy to say stuff like that. Oh, we're not scoring goals. It's our striker's problem. But, yeah, I completely disagree with that. Obviously, he has missed a few chances, but... The proof's in the pudding in terms of how long this has been going on. It's not just since he's been here. Uh, so, yeah, give him a partner and a bit of confidence and we'd almost be good to go, I think, especially in this system where um, we're going to have a bit more ball to feet and, and that sort of thing rather than just feeding off scraps in the air 
Yeah, absolutely. We'll see what happens on Saturday um, when we play maybe with those two up front. Maybe not. We're not too sure what Steve Clemens is thinking. Um, just before we wrap up today and get Lewis's and uh, my score predictions, a bit of housekeeping. Firstly, if anyone's um, free on Friday for 4pm, the new club shop will be uh, open. We saw, uh, we were lucky enough to see, weren't we, Lewis, the, um, the well, not we haven't seen it. We've seen, we've seen what it looks like inside without actually any of the stuff inside. But in terms of an initial view, it looked pretty nice. So it's going to look like even nicer with stuff in it. But um yeah, that opens at 4pm uh, tomorrow afternoon. So uh, if you want to get down to Prefield, have a quick look at that. Um, there'll be lots of replica shirts available, etc. See what the club's been uh, cooking up over the past few months. Um, Stephen Clements and Robbie Stockdale will be there, along with uh, Brad and Shannon. Joe Comper, I'm sure, will be there as well to welcome all fans to see the new uh, the new and improved club shop. Um, so yeah, worth going and looking, worth going down there and having a look. Um, as mentioned earlier, Jules will be playing Charlton Athletic now in the FA Cup second round of Crow Valley despite a very um very brave first leg performance and first half of last night, just couldn't quite um get it done and Charlton's quality um shone through ended up six one winners on a night uh yesterday. So unfortunately no uh, nice non league away day for us, but we will host Charlton, um, which obviously is, is a great honour for us. We haven't done it in God what, six months maybe. Um it's always great to to see them at Priestfield as we do it all the time every year. But yeah, maybe it's a winnable tie, but to me it screams replay, but we'll see. And uh we are being bullied by the Alfie May Saga as he's once again gonna to come to Bruceville, just as as is the luck, I suppose. But um yeah, Lyle Taylor, another bit of news, uh, not coming to Jules. Rumours of him training obviously don't matter now because he's gone to join Wickham, so that's another one dead in the water. And of course, if you are still looking for tickets to our look back live show on Wednesday the thirteenth of December, seven PM start at six thirty arrival, please email block pictures at tickets at blockpictures.com for a free ticket bar is available for now to come and watch uh watch all of us waffle on for an evening about jewels. Um yeah that's all the housekeeping done. Uh Lewis, before we go, what's your what's your score prediction? I'm gonna go personally with a one one draw. I don't think it's gonna be too exciting. That is uh, that is the way things are at the minute. Hopeful, maybe we maybe we'll nick it two one. But at the minute, I'm just thinking. I'm thinking one one is is what I'm going with. What about you? Lewis has dropped out in the last. He's dropped out of the chat with literally the last ten seconds of the show to go. Could you imagine? Um, <clears throat> I'll try and get him back here just to give us the. Uh, the actual score prediction, because you know, when you when you're about to finish a show, you want one answer and it disappears. It's just a bit rude, isn't it? But you know, this says more about the man, doesn't it, Lewis? I know you're not listening to this, but I know you're listening to it back, and you're me slagging you off for leaving. Um, well, yeah, I'm gonna go for one-one draw. Um, Lewis, whenever he returns or if he doesn't return, um, I'll let you know, or he can quote this with his uh. With his prediction, but um, yeah, until then, we'll be back on Saturday evening for a rundown of what happens on Saturday uh, Saturday afternoon as Jules hosts Salford, hoping for a three points at home in um, Tim Clemens' first home league game of the season. We can hold out hope and uh, hopefully that's what we get rewarded with. But until then, up to Jules and good night.